welcome to another episode of for the love of marketing how are you feeling today all right all right thank you yeah it's friday sun's out it's all good yeah and it's raining in india so it's a huge relief oh well, that's nice people. <laughs> uh, it's been hot yeah, over there right oh, it was such a big relief finally some rain it's yeah <laughs> so um today i wanted to talk to you about content pruning so something new that i came across which is very exciting and i think a lot of people do not know about it people work very hard on building new content but they often forget to see what they have done in the past and yeah so what do you think about content pruning what it is and what are your thoughts on that Yeah, content pruning is a really interesting uh, part of SEO. I mean, the, uh, it's not just the pruning. I think that's the the first point to make is is that you know content marketing is a huge area. I think as as everyone working in in marketing knows, and it has so many different angles to it. Of course, social media as well. Of course, SEO is another, and many many other um, areas besides. But uh, yeah, as a result, many many companies are investing you know, multiple millions or as much as they can. um in developing really great content and you know if you do that well and you follow the the models from uh, from my books and from various other places online um you know you will produce very good relevant timely content and that's and that's great that's that's excellent for um for SEO but you know, more importantly it's excellent for your user which is of course who you should be focused on your audience your customer um so um so you're know, great you have this wealth of content that's fantastic but then over a period of time some of that content will become uh less relevant um it might have statistics that are out of date in it it might have processes that don't work anymore it might revert refer to platforms that don't exist anymore um it might um to to you know, talk about geographical political situations that have significantly changed so you know things will become less relevant over time now yeah, that um yeah it means those pages really aren't any good for the user anymore and if they're no good for the user anymore then you know the search engines are ultimately going to recognize that and say okay this page is not relevant right people are not finding this page useful it's not really got the context that that people are looking for anymore so there's a, a number of different actions that from an SEO perspective you really should be taking on old content and one of those is pruning right which is you know really just getting rid of it right so sometimes it makes sense to just remove old content um now this shouldn't be your starting place right this shouldn't be your starting place um you know the, often old content can be updated um often you can go into old content you can make those changes to to update the processes you know update the platforms to update the statistics um and that can be really beneficial if you do that and then you you push another crawl through there or it happens um, naturally anyway um then you know that page is suddenly going to going to become a lot more relevant that's going to help your seo score and, and you know consider the fact that search engines when they're looking across your whole site if your whole site has got really good relevant content that's very strong if half of it's good relevant content and half of it is outdated and not particularly great content anymore then it's not as strong so you need to decide what you're doing with that half so so if you can do that updating that makes a big difference it takes time of course you, you know on top of your writing and everything else you're doing you suddenly got to go back and rewrite things you've already written before so you know there's a bit, bit of a question around resourcing and and what you do with that um so that's uh you know it, it's it's not perhaps top of the list from a content SEO perspective but it is hugely beneficial to do it, it the other thing um is um 
uh, is, is to consider you know, what um, what you prune and what you don't, what what you prune and what you update, right? And I think that's that's where the the line is difficult. It's easy to just say, oh gosh, this is a lot of work to update this. I'm just going to get rid of it, um, and that's understandable. And if you do that, that could well help you. Um, but keep in mind that, as I say, if you can update a, a, an old piece to make it more relevant, that's going to be better for you than just switching it off. So, yeah, try and focus on on the the updates. Uh, but if you do have a piece that just is not relevant anymore, is outdated, is never going to be right, um, it's just it's going to be detracting uh, from your site. Or perhaps you've written a bunch of content when you first started your site that you've learned since it's just not a great way to write content. It was too short. It didn't really say enough. It wasn't really relevant or maybe your products have changed and some of that content just isn't very relevant to what you do anymore um you know things like that sometimes it will be a case of we need to get rid of this um and when you do that it's uh you know it's the safe thing to do is, is just you know unpublish that content remove it um but when you do that you know keep some considerations in mind so if you are going to remove content you know, think about uh, you know what if someone has linked into that content what if someone has bookmarked that content in the past there's a possibility there that, um, and of course that, that page has been crawled as well in the past. Um, there is a, a possibility here, you're just going to leave a dead end on your website, which you don't want to do. So make sure you're using uh, redirects to push uh, any any URLs you take down um, off to somewhere else, whether that be the, the blog page or the home page or a similar relevant page um, on your site. Uh, make sure that's a 301 redirect so you retain the SEO value, but don't leave a dead page with a 404 message on it on your site because that obviously is a, a negative value so uh, so yeah content pruning is one of those things that um it's not particularly difficult technique um but it is one that gets missed i think a lot as, as everyone focuses on putting great new content on their website they forget that they've probably got a thousand pages of old content that if they just pruned and, and improved um could you know, have, a, have a really positive impact on their overall seo scores as well so um, so yeah, really helpful technique. Yeah, and with uh, Google's no, uh, new approach to SEO with their each principle, I think this will be all the more relevant to see like people should actually derive um, value from your content. But in the long run, this is not a show like a one-time process. You have to keep doing it until your website is, uh, you know, live. So in the long run, is it worth it to keep? you know, make new content and keep up with the old content and it's just so fast moving. It's just extra pressure on your team or it's, 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 it'll pay off in the long run. Yeah, it will pay off. I mean, EAT is, is a good, um, good point to bring up there. I think that's, that's a great, a great shout now. I think, you know, that, that expertise, um, authority and trustworthiness, I think you know, th those piece, those pieces are demonstrated through the, the wealth of relevant content that users ultimately are finding helpful and engaging with um, on your website and other people are saying okay look this is this is worth me linking to and pointing out as a real a real source of expertise um, and you know you're only going to achieve that if if all of your content is is good and relevant and and you know as you as you back up um, you know, huge amounts of content over a long period of time some of it is naturally going to become less relevant so yeah I think content printing is important. Now, like I say, it comes down to really the size of your team and the resources that you've got and whether you're using an SEO agency or a content agency. And this is sort of the exercises that we do for our clients as well as, of course, for ourselves. Um, but, you know, I think um, that that if you, if you are a very content-focused 
company, which, which as I say, many, if not most uh, nowadays are, or at least should be, um, then, um, then it is definitely something that you should be looking at. Now, like I say, it wouldn't be top of the list, you know, producing really good content, making sure your site is, of course, uh, technically optimized, making sure you've got really compelling content that can, uh, you know, attract links and link bait. Um, yeah, that, that is, is, yeah, those, those two things are really, um, sort of a really core focus, uh, definitely, of course, making sure you've got your, um, your metrics and your measurement in place, all, all, all those elements would be critical. Um, uh, and of course, trying to own the SERPs as well would be you know, another you really want to focus on structured data and, and, and schema, that sort of thing. So, um, you know, I think that, um, uh, those would be probably the, the, the higher priority than, than pruning and updating old content. But if you can if you can find the time um, and the resources to to go through this exercise, then it's definitely a really beneficial thing to do. So, um, so I think whether you've got the resources now or not, it should be on your agenda of SEO actions to make sure you prune and update old content. Um, and then how you manage that is going to be different for each company. Um, so, uh, do you think there is an approach that we can take with our present content and like while coming up with new content, is there a way that we can make it timeless so that the whole process of content pruning can be avoided? Yeah. There is an approach? Yeah, good question. So, I, I think evergreen content is always great. You know, if you can produce content that um, that is never going to go out of date, that's that's great, right? Now, that's a, it's, a, it's a good technique to do. Um, it's, it's low maintenance. There are some things that are just always going to be true, right? I mean, humans need air and water, right? I think that's uh, that's pretty critical. That's unlikely to change. If you're writing an article about that, you're probably safe uh, for a good long time yet, I think. Um, hopefully that's always gonna be the case anyway, who knows, but um, but certainly there are some areas that surely, yeah, evergreen content is great. It will stay that way forever and you won't need to update it. However, naturally uh, you can't just write content that is gonna remain the same all the time. If you want to write about um, things that are current, things that are timely, um, they're most likely going to change. Um, so you know, the, the real power um, is is you know, getting on getting onto a trend, onto a topic that is big at the moment, and talking about that. If you can if you can become an authority on a topic that is 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 big and compelling um, and current. Um, and you can talk about that through your website, through social media, you're going to get a lot more in engagement, a lot more interest from people than talking about something that's always been the same way. Because, you know, in, in most industries, people will, over a period of time, learn what has always been that way. Uh, what they need to know is from an expert, what's current, what's new, what's changing, what's coming, what should I be aware of? So um, so it's not entirely true, but I think evergreen content is, is very relevant and a good thing to keep um, uh, as a mix within your content. Um, but the really powerful stuff is the timely stuff. But unfortunately, that's also the stuff that goes out of date. So, um, so yeah, it's a mix. So, um, as a content writer myself, I would never be able to let go of content. Like, um, everything is precious to me because I write it. So, um, what <laughs> advice will you give to people when they're pruning? Like, how to let go of content? Like, which content should go and what content should stay? That kind of thing. How will you? What yeah, advice? So, would you so give? I think that my advice to everyone thinking about it and to you now as well is is not to be not to make emotional decisions about your content <laughs> it's just a hard thing to do right anything that's um 
that has a, a creative artistic angle to it, people naturally have a bit of an emotional reaction too, right? The style of someone's writing, um, you know, as you know, I paint very badly, right? People have emotional reactions to my painting. Normally, normally they, they cry with depression, but it, you know, it is, um, uh, it, it is an emotional area. So, you know, when you're making decisions about something you've written, you might have really loved writing that piece. Uh, but it might just be fundamentally wrong now, right? So you know, that's not to say that um, uh, you necessarily have to delete it. It might be a case of um, you can make small updates to that page, um, but it's more likely that you just need to rewrite it. So, you know, you can see that as a positive thing. So, um, you know, we still need a piece of content in this area. It's just that this article is completely wrong. So maybe this needs pruning and redirecting. Maybe it doesn't, um, and, but um, you're looking at the data signals on that, looking at the what we think is relevant in, in the world right now. Is this wrong? Let's take it down um, and let's write a new article on, uh, on, on, on this specific area uh, to bring it up to date and redirect the old one to the new one. That's absolutely a relevant way to do it. And then that gives you, you know, the, um, the emotional positive side of, um, <laughs> of you know, being able to write a new article. Um, and improve on what you did last time. But yeah, it can't be an, oh, I loved writing this article, we want to keep it up. That's not, that's not a relevant decision, right? We need to make, um, you know, cold analytical uh, decisions about what works and what's relevant and what's timely and what's not. So, um, so yeah, I think, yeah, the, the key thing really is, is when analyzing um, whether a piece of content should stay, is, you know, is it still relevant? Um, you know, are we still getting traffic to this? Are we getting a lot, a big bounce rate from this because people just are not finding it relevant anymore? The time on page is a good signal for how how far people are getting through that piece of content as well. If you've written a couple of thousand words and people are spending 30 seconds on the page, they're not reading it. So, you know, that's it's not working. Um, and of course, you will have stats and, and your obvious elements within that page that are just out of date. You may have broken links in there, uh, which, of course, you need to um, update as well um, or remove. So you, there are there are very clear signals around the technical setup, the stats, the quotes you've got in there, the brands you're mentioning, the products you're selling, um, the, you know, the the news headlines, the political status of the world, things you're referencing that just aren't relevant and using your analytics as an overlay on that to say, this is working, this isn't working, is where you should be coming from your decisions rather than, I love the way this phrase is is in this and so I really want to keep it because as nice as that is, take that phrase and put it on a, on a more relevant page. <laughs> yeah, Yeah, it's like cleaning up your closet but yeah, the whole yeah. world can see it. So it's a different approach. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Mother's Day is coming and, uh, mm. right now there's a lot of Mothers in UK are not feeling as supported as they can be. So, uh, as your uh, as CEO of a company, what do you think we, as a society, and we all can do to support mothers better and give them more? Yeah, uh, it's, it's a great question. You know, Mother's Day is coming um, in the US. We had it in the UK. The UK Mother's Day was back in in March. So, you know, for for me, um, Mother's Day is, is an important day. Um, you know, surprisingly, I have a mother. Um, I think many people do. Um, so, uh, <laughs> um, so you know, it's a um, yeah, it's it's a time to really celebrate you know, people who have given their all to us, right? And I think that's that's you know, as, as a parent myself, not a mother, obviously, but as a as a parent myself, um, you know, I understand uh, how much hard work uh, mothers put in a lot more than than fathers often, not always, but often. Um, 
and um, yeah, I know how much hard work mothers put in. Um, and um, you know, it, it, there are some phenomenal um, women out there doing some great work in, in all areas of business. And it's great to have seen the progress over the last, uh, I guess the last 20, 30 years, especially um, in this area. Um, and, you know, I think I see a lot of companies now um, offering improved terms around maternity leave a lot of support for bringing babies into work support for you know, helping people juggle what is very difficult you know it's it's, it's easy to say I, I you know i'm having a baby i'm gonna go and i'm gonna go and deal with my baby and then i'll come back and deal with work when i can but i think you know a lot of a lot of mums do want to um work up until the last minute because they're passionate about what they do uh, have their baby and come back as soon as possible and crack on um and i think it's the it's important for every business to be flexible enough to support mothers in being able to do that, right? And in whatever style they they feel is right for them. And it's not the same. It's not a one size fits all. Everyone is different. Every every mother, every person um, leads their life differently and has their own challenges. Some will have a support network of grandparents and friends who can help them. Some won't at all. And some will be single mothers. Some will be married. Some will be with a working husband. And some will be with a husband who has plenty of time or work shifts and is able to look after things. Life is different for everybody. Um, and I think you know, as a as a responsible CEO, it's, it's important for you to say, OK, this is the the, uh, you know, the maternity offer we give and we support um, through that. But also we support in coming back to work. And you know, if we can introduce some kind of crash or or just bring the baby into work and we'll find ways to work it and we'll have breastfeeding areas. And there's, there's lots of things that can be done um, to support um uh, young mothers and older mothers, by the way, you know, I think when people think about mothers, they often think about the babies. But, you know, when you've got a, a child who's 5, 10, 15, there are different challenges with all those ages. Um, it's not until they move out. And you know, these days, that's more like 30, 35. So you know, <laughs> it's not until they, they're adults that you can really um, uh, you know, start stop worrying about those things or if you ever stop worrying as a parent. But, um, but no, I think for me, the, the key thing is that we support uh, women and mothers as much as we can in um, in their their duties, and I, you know I would add to that that um, it's also not your Mother's Day is all about mothers, and it should be. Uh, but in terms of this point around um, supporting people in the office, we should think more broadly about parents as well. Um, you know there are plenty of um, you know, single dads, and um, obviously Father's Day is a separate day, so we're not focused on that. But there are um, there are other ways that your know, businesses just need to consider parents rather than necessarily just mothers you know because it, it's um that's still also something that many companies need to improve on is is how do we make sure that that people can look after their their family and their children in the way they need to and more often than not um it's the mother that needs that support sometimes it's not sometimes it's the father that needs that support uh, but look, there are so many great um mums out there doing fantastic things and there are some brands making really good steps in this area and i'm excited to see that um, I just hope more companies do that. Um, unfortunately, I have met and known uh, several companies in fairly recent times um, that have still been very uh, frustrated with people for going on maternity leave and um, and not wanting to give any flexibility to people to look after their their children and just say, oh, they can get a nanny or something, which is you know, really um, disrespectful and inconsiderate uh, way of behaving so you know I hope that increasingly more and more people will um, more and more businesses will become supportive of this but yeah look we're all humans we all have our challenges in life and as a business I believe it's our responsibility as CEOs to to provide an environment where we support our employees um, 
in any way we can. That's how we get the best out of our staff and that's how we get the best results as a business, as well as it's just a nice thing to do, right? <laughs> so <laughs> that's my view. Yeah, and I think um, parents are not limited to being biological parents, like adoptive parents, and everybody right. should get support. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's, a, that's a great point there. I think that's 100% right. Like I say, everyone is different. Everyone's having a different environment and we must just think about there are men and there are women and there are mothers and there are fathers, right? It's it, it's broader than that. Um, and as you say, there are uh, you know, people who, of course, adopt and foster and you're lots of other um, uh, models out there. And, you know, we need to make sure that we support people, whatever lifestyle they're they're leading. Um, that's none of our business. We need to just, you know, this is not for us as companies to decide how people live their lives. That's up to them. Um, it's our, it's our, our responsibility as a business to make sure we support them. Um, in, in living their lives as much as we can. So that's, uh, yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah, I hope all the mothers have a good Mother's Day and people like appreciate their mothers despite a day or anything. Like in India, like uh, we don't celebrate these days, but it's like every day is Mother's Day, every day is children, uh, Children's Day. So yeah, I, I like that approach better. It, it has a lot less pressure on you. <laughs> so yeah, a nice way to do it. Nice way to do it. I mean, you're right. Every day, appreciate your mother, and that's you know, to say your wife, if she's your mother, and your, you know, your grandmother, and mm -hmm. everyone appreciate them every day, certainly. But I think these days are important to bring attention to 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 a specific message at a specific time. But anyway, um, yeah, great. Uh, so yeah, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. <laughs> yeah, thank you for talking to me. And we'll see you all next week. Yeah, next week, the next week. Yeah, excellent. Yeah. All right, lovely. Thanks, Nam.